Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Bargain Bin Anime, mining the very depths of the internet in search of budget anime for the greater good of mankind. Hey, you got your fern goalie in my Lion King. No, you got your Lion King in my fern goalie. This week, we're discussing the 1997 anime Jungle Emperor Leo. I'm Dennis Ham Egg Burkett, joined by Adam Gazelle in a Jackson Hat Burkett, Ryan Nothing Good Ever Happens in a Back Alley Dyer, Daniel, Dr. Minus Burkett, and the lovely Jamie, Dr. Lemonade Burkett. Hello. Excellent nicknames again. hey oh. Thank you, thank you. This is quickly becoming my favorite part of compiling the show notes. Is It's a good mental refresher as to what I enjoyed in the movie. So who wants to give a little background about this wonderful film that we watched? I believe Adam was the one who picked it. Adam, can you sure. tell us why you picked it? And... <laughs> Or, or Dyer, tell us what it's about. Well, yeah, unless Adam wants to go ahead. Um, okay, so in the beginning of this film, Leo is an adult and has just learned that his mate, Lyra, has just given birth to twin cubs, right? Party in the jungle. So Lune, pronounced, just like I said, and Lucio, or Lucio. After Grant, the scene drastically changes to a bustling city where a man named Hamag is traveling from a jeweler to jeweler and trying to sell the special stone that he found in the Bajul jungle. After being turned down in every pawn shop and jeweler he goes to, he... Uh, sorry, the jewelers all inform someone of Hamig's whereabouts and soon he is hauled away in a black car by intimidating men in black suits. That's kind of where the first half starts. Yeah. So, so let's, yeah, I just want to say the opening is very reminiscent of the Lion King. So we have this male lion who is just running frantically through the jungle. It's a white lion. It's just lots of anime lion running. And they announce the birth of the heir, Lune. Um, and Lune has a sister, Lucio. But in this opening scene, you're seeing lots of different animals, but just kind of nonchalantly, uh, one of the nicknames references this, the gazelle in a Jackson hat, just for no explanation. <laughs> this gazelle is just wearing this straw hat and just kind of perks up, and it's blink if you miss it, but I got it. It was like, why? And, and for like the first like 10 minutes of the film, I'm thinking, oh, I bet he's never going to appear again. I'm just going to be wondering about the He Jackson. appears all the time. Yeah, he I, shows up in the background constantly. But I was just, I, I was with you. I thought it was gonna be just a one-off. Like I, I want a <laughs> spin-off series where he is in a barbershop quartet. What, what was yes. the, What was the bird's name? Because he's like an uh, like I didn't know there could be a creature that is more annoying than Zazu. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, somehow, actually, somehow they did it. <laughs> well, Before, yeah. Let's let's get into that point. Uh, so in the Lion King, Zazu was like, "Hey, you can't do that, right? You got to follow the rules and do all this." I didn't get that from this bird. This bird was like a rule breaker, and was like, "Hey, you're going to learn how to fly and to to lune and everything." That yes, scene was crazy. The gazelle, the gazelle in the Jackson hat was like, "No, hey, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that." So the gazelle took on more of the Zazu role, in my opinion, than the what was the, with the monkey. The I need the, to the I monkey to... with the. I, I need to say just real quickly that I expected this to be a doppelganger of Lion King 
And just to throw out right at the beginning, this is very much not Lion King. Oh, well, yeah, it is. actually, it's Mufasa's origin story. Well, this is based off of like a 1960s manga, which I think it, the, this is like based, the movie evidently is based on the second half of the manga, which evidently gets really weird. Well, this is the sequel. Um, this is the sequel. The first is like Kimba the White Lion, but Kimba is also called Leo in some English translations. So sometimes he's Kimba, sometimes he's Leo, and we have the Leo version, and we also have the sequel of Leo. <laughs> and you can you can definitely see where the Lion King was influenced by this, and but but the story at least that we watched is very much not the Lion King. Well, it, I did not expect all the humans to be in this well, movie. You're thinking, oh, this is going to kind of be like The Lion King, but maybe just a little bit different. And like the first, the other thing with Dan, you mentioned the lion running through the woods or mm-hmm. running through the jungle. And it's just, there's no music for about two minutes. It's just. Oh, I, I thought my YouTube was broken for a I second. know, I did too. I did, I did as well, yeah. It was very <laughs> odd. And then, so you got the jungle scene and the birth of the two kids. Um, but then Oops. you got. Yeah, it, well, cubs. Yes, they're not goats. And then you've got, but then you go to the human world, and it's like 1980s action film music. Like, oh, yeah. it's like you're watching like a Rocky cartoon. Totally, totally <laughs> threw me off. Like, I was watching yeah. it, all it to be in the jungle. Then all of a sudden, it flips to this 1980s action thing in the city. I was like, wait, what? Did, did this just got this extreme? Video, did this video end and I missed something? Like, was it <laughs> auto playing something else? Oh, yeah. Crap. What am I watching here? Yeah, it was so jarring. I'm like, I I did I did that YouTube double take where I did this like video end and another one played. Like this is not what I expected. And in typical what we're exp- I think this is going to be a recurring theme in these animes that we watch is stay out of alleys. If you, if you're in a Japanese exactly. anime film, don't go in an alley because you're either going to have a creepy magician cornering you or <laughs> a fist fight or you're going to get shoved into a car and get taken to the organization to visit dr minus dr plus and dr lemonade yeah. so, so the names the names are phenomenal but it's not just the organization it's the agency for math and science <laughs> that, exactly. that that collects them which is just if, if there's a more legit governmental organization than the agency for math and science <laughs> i i've yet to hear it so, I I really wish that Lemonade had been called Divide, though. Like, what happened to Doctor Minus? He just kind of disappeared and was replaced by Doctor Mustache. Yeah, yeah so, I think what happens is he want to go into the jungle, and he was like, "No, no, no! I'm gonna get my friend. He's got a great mustache, and his name is also a great mustache." Because I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, 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 so the, what, what was the? The evil guy's name, because in the beginning you're not. She's just kind of squirrely, and he's just like a street hustler. Hamag. Hamag. Ham the, the 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 creepy mustache guy is Hamag. Ham yeah. he's, he's a breakfast yeah. sandwich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. As we reel this back in, so the guy Hamag is thrown in the back of his car, right? So it turns out he's been trying to sell this stone. It's actually called a moonlight stone, which is a mineral that. It's apparently it's one of the the infinity stones that Thanos is trying to steal. Or <laughs> yeah, and it's only used, found on Mount Moon. Right, it could be used as a power source and save the world from an impending energy crisis in 1980s Japanese anime. So a scientific yes. organization that Daniel mentioned, led by Doctor Plus and Doctor Minus, <laughs> seek the help of Hamag to lead them to the source of this moonlight stone, so it can be salvaged and used to help humanity. 
Hamig, however, is only in it for the money. Who's not? But is pursued by Dr. Plus, who is aware of Hamig's illegal poaching activities. <laughs> but Hamig, the breakfast sandwich, agrees to work for them, but demands to be put in charge of the search. And again, accompanying Mr. Hamig is Mr. Lemonade of the organization. And then the henceforth guy known as Dr. Mustache, who is already stationed in the jungle, who, in my opinion, they stole Dr. Robotnik's mustache from this. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's a mix of Robotnik and the Monopoly man. But okay, exactly. I have to I have to take it from here because oh Go my goodness. It. Yeah. So so the premise of the of at least the humans role in this movie, right, is now set up that they are going to search for Mount Moon. Mount Moon, by the way, the only reference to they have is from a really old photograph because you know how mountains are just really hard to miss. <laughs> so, 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 so no one knows where Mount Moon is. So that's what this expedition is, is to uh, find Mount Moon. So Hamig has all of these friends um, who he recruits for this expedition. That I and think just- Dr. Mustache is uh, someone who cares about all life. He wants to preserve the environment. He wants to care for animal lives. He cares very deeply about the jungle. And so this is the greatest thing that I have ever seen because it's just so starkly, what the hell is going on right now? Hamig sets out on this expedition and says, we need to pave the road. So they don't know where they're going, but they start paving a road by chopping down. Insert Fern Gully. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but beyond that, Hamig is just mowing pulling down. out his rifle, murdering animals. Well, just and, for and, sheer okay. fun. And, and I've been holding on to this all week since I watched the film. But so he's mowing down animals, just just shooting any animal he can see, and any any nugget of well, maybe this is going to be kind of like the Lion King. It, it, Lion King is quickly dashed when Pumbaa gets murdered. Yeah, yeah, no, this, that, they, they, yeah. to mow down Pumbaa in the opening scene, both of them they're killing meerkats and Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah, it's called Warhawks, so, so Adam. He's shooting, so he's shooting. He's shooting everything, but then it's also just like for no reason. They also have flamethrowers and are like burning down the jungle. This is like minute one of the expedition. <laughs> all this, of, yeah, it's like the, uh, cra- the crashing jeeps. <laughs> it's like the beginning of Fern Gully, but instead of so just instead of just spray painting uh, the wrong tree, they're just mowing down everything. That's it's beautiful. it's like it's like it's like they decide like how can we destroy so much jungle in this anime so quickly. <laughs> How harder can we drive this point home? The other thing, really, it's a really, really subtle nod to Hamig has ulterior motives. Yeah. I think now would be a good time to talk about uh, the, the, the most uh, plot moving character in the first 30 minutes, Dr. Rhino. Because after you have the opening scene, uh, all the uh, all Lunay's friends are playing and uh, trying to fly, and Lunay is strapped to the back of Uncle Rhino, and Uncle Rhino takes off, and Lunay flies for about five and a half seconds, and then lands in a pile of leaves. But Doctor Rhino or Uncle Rhino is is the um, fun loving uncle that plays with all the kids, and everybody looks up to him. He's an older Rhino. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> he gets murdered. <laughs> yeah, he gets trapped Shot in the right fire. In the he gets he, he gets trapped in the fire, and Uncle Leo or Leo is trying to uh, save Uncle Rhino. But before he can get over there, he sees it, and then uh, was it uh, Mustache? Was it Hamag the one that shot him? Yeah, Hamag the one Hamag that shot him. Yeah. Which there was some foreshadowing because he did a finger pistol and said he got to get him right in the heart like 10 minutes before this happens. And then he goes and poaches the rhino. Oh, right. Because Mustache's first introduction to Hamag, uh, they've seen an animal who was improperly poached. And Hamag was like, oh, this is awful. And Mustache is like, thank God, someone else that cares about the jungle. And then th- that's where that line comes in is Hamag was, no, he didn't kill him efficiently enough. <laughs> it was also like, a pretty oh, a graphic... <laughs> It was also a pretty graphic or, you know, not what I expected when they showed, they showed like a gaping bullet hole on this animal. You're like, oh, okay, this is the route we're going here. Yeah, yeah. Not, not really kid friendly. So, okay. So here, so while all of this is going on, uh, Uncle Rhino has now been shot and um, Lune has... Um, Lune is ultimately saved um, by Dr. Mustache. So, so um, Leo attacks Hamag um, and allows Dr. Mustache to escape. A tree has fallen on Lune and Lune is going to die. But Dr. Mustache frees Lune from under the tree. And so Lune, this kind of sparks Lune's curiosity in humans um, because this human has just saved his life. I feel like a bunch of four-year-olds just made up names for these characters. <laughs> what, what do you want his name to be? Dr. Mustache or Dr. Lemonade? <laughs> I want to know how they came up with Dr. Lemonade because Dr. Right. Minus and Dr. Plus were at least scientists. So right. you think science, math. It's, it's, it's when something. they were writing, they were drinking lemonade. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> what we'll say, sure. Yeah. And then they got to Dr. Mustache. And like, yeah, he's got a mustache. <laughs> we'll call him Dr. Mustache. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I do wonder what their names were before it was localized for Eng- like for English. <laughs> like yeah. if it was no, just I, I, like lemonade, but in in Japanese <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, they didn't change it at all. It was yeah. just the same. So as Luna gets more and more curious of the human world, which is um, which is curiosity is really sparked because they come across this plane wreck. And Lune finds this music box and all the other animals are scared. There's this elephant who says that's a human thing and humans just want to kill animals. Yes. My daddy told me so. There's a really annoying fight between the two of them. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, him, him being saved by the human kind of confirms what he already believes, that humans are, are interesting and they are good with animals. Yeah, well, and, and so he, so he sees this music box. The, the Leah or Lune is captivated by the music because it's unlike anything that he's ever heard, and he thinks it's so wonderful. And basically, he says the line that anybody that makes something so beautiful must be incredibly wise. And so he's really curious about. And, yes, and to drive home the point even more that he's curious, um, there's a scene where he goes back to the music box and goes into a full-on Bobby's World dreamscape. Did anyone, oh, else, yeah. did anyone else get that vibe? Yeah, um, it, that lasted a long time. And then all of a sudden, he gets captured by circus people. Like, I wasn't following okay, it that okay, closely. Yeah. So, what happens there? You way jumped a lot. Um, so, 
so after the fire comes, there's a big rainstorm and Lune is like dreaming about the human world, what he thinks the human world must be like. Um, and so if you notice, all of the humans in the human world were either Dr. Mustache or looked like the two children that were carved in the music box. Yes. Uh, yep. But I think Dennis can probably, or somebody else can probably explain this wild sequence we go through with the music box better than I can. Well, he float, he, he, as he's daydreaming about these, the human world, there's like, if anyone remembers the 90s Fox cartoon series, Bobby's World Intro, where it's just kind of like stream of consciousness thoughts that pop into Bobby's head, where yes. he's envisioning these things, and as he thinks about them, they they populate his world. And so he's he then becomes... <laughs> he becomes a, a, what I believe a bumblebee with a wing, or maybe a butterfly. a butterfly and he starts flapping through the world and there's like giant Mario inspired mushrooms in the background. The animation style completely changes in the scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And but it he, makes it look more dreamlike. Yeah. So he's just, it's just such a fanciful what he like, just the finest things of what he believes to be human life. Yeah, I really, it's hard to, I can't even, you just have to see it because it's not really, it's more yeah. of a feeling that you get watching that scene than actually anything coherent. <laughs> but so, so Lune is obsessed with the human world. And then, so the planes are kind of flooding and Lune is washed away on a log um, away from the jungle. And uh, I guess it's fine to talk about here. He ends up at a circus. Um, taken in by circus performers. Or no, no, no. Because he, he gets washed out to sea. A fishing boat finds him. The fishermen give him to the circus is how all of that goes down. Yes. The fishermen, though, I want to say this, though. When they pick him up from the from the sea, they're just like, oh, it's a cat. And then they're like, oh, that's not a cat. But he still, like, just carries this baby lion. Like, whatever. It's fine. Those can still well, hurt they sell They sell him to the circus. Yeah. yeah, and then the, this movie turns into Dumbo because there's elephants <laughs> doing tricks and and uh, the wisecracking rats. <laughs> yes, and yeah, the, the rats. Rat, rat 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 Lune. The rats is like one of the best parts of the circus. The greatest, the greatest thing ever. You've got humans and animals living together in harmony, but then the rat fills them in on the underbelly of what's actually going on. Yeah, and so uh, I think. I'm going to quickly digest what happens at the circus and I'll explain why I'm going to do it so quickly. So there are, Lune basically discovers that there are bad humans and good humans. Uh, One of the circus performers kind of takes him in and is a good human, but he also sees abuse of animals and is kind of shocked by that. Um, But ultimately the circus sequence culminates in a big fire and Lune basically helps all of the animals escape. He like tells the animals to put out the fire and all the animals end up being saved ultimately because of Lune. Um, and then after that, the circus performer who took Lune in very. notices that he is being uh, very sad. So takes him to this cliff and points to a dock in a town nearby <laughs> and says, if you get on a boat, it will take you back to the jungle. <laughs> and that yeah, how, is, do they, how do they know what boat and what, where that boat's going? That was one of my main questions. for the next 40 minutes. Exactly. That's, that's the, the circus never comes back into town. And then Lune, who up to this point you think is a really important character, 
is basically just removed from the storyline with uh, the plague. Yes, and, and then I, th- I I just felt like okay. there were so many moments in this movie that just ended up like feeling like they should have been really important, but then were inconsequential. Like the entire circus didn't need to happen. <laughs> yeah, he gets back on a he gets on a boat, and then. All, while while he's at the circus, there they discover there's been a plague, and Doctor Mustache saves the day. And Leo learns, "Man, my son was onto something. These humans do have something to add to." But not before his mom died from the plague. Right. <laughs> so, so the first person to come to be afflicted with the plague was Lyra, the mother lion. She ends up dying, and basically, no one is worried about Lune at all. They all just say that he'll come back. <laughs> Very, I mean, they're they're like, mildly they, concerned. They miss him, they miss <laughs> him, but they're like, he'll come back. Um, but so Lyra dies, and then basically, um, Lucio is collecting flowers for Lyra's grave and falls down. And now Lyra or Lucio is afflicted with the plague, so the plague is spreading, and someone else wants to take it from there. Yeah, so um, Leo's like really in a panic and rushing around, and um, yeah, that, that's all I got right now. Somebody else needs to take this over. Um, so, all right, so Leo, you know, like heartbroken by the disintegration of his family, right, decides to lead the humans to the center of the mountain where there are stones, right? Because the, the whole point of this was finding this mountain well, that was in the Leo picture. Leo decides to do that because. Dr. Mustache saved right. everybody. Right. From so he was paying him back. By the and, wise wisdom of Daniel Baboon. Yeah. So there are many, <laughs> many people, right? Many hunters that are going. And let's be honest, like right as they're trekking through the jungle to get to this mountain, a guy just straight up dies in quicksand. <laughs> oh, and like uh, Dr. Uh, Hammock's troop of of gentlemen. Merriman. <laughs> his troop of merrymen <laughs> died. Die one after another. They just start dying. Yeah, I don't I mean know if they're supposed to like represent the deadly sins because the one guy was just like, "Hey, you want some chocolate?" I don't know if this was like, <laughs> and then he a, falls in a sinkhole. I don't My know if this is like a children's is, anime or not, but it's kind of it's, it's supposed to be. But then there's all this death. There's like super I, death and adult my stuff. My favorite and, guy that died. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to have okay. a. I just want to have a quick side note. I was almost going to watch this with my three-year-old daughter. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> and then <laughs> about three minutes into it, people just start getting slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're they're back on this mountain, right? And they're walking up, and um, so let's see, the hunters are on the way, but finally they arrive. Uh, and let's not forget the giant woolly mammoth named Mother Earth. Uh, what was that? I'm sorry, but what was that? <laughs> I don't know. But they finally discover these stones, right? Hamig shoots at the trio and kills one of the guys. Shoots him. Uh, Mr. Lemonade, I think, jumps in the way and takes the bullet himself and dies, right? They, they discover these stones, and there's like a kajillion of them. It's a gigantic mass. The Hamig, blinded by greed. Can we pause for one second? Because while we're kind of on the topic, I just want to say my favorite one of Hamig's merry men that died was the guy who had to use the bathroom. <laughs> they, off the cliff. they go, don't fall off the cliff. It's dark. And he falls off the cliff while he's using the bathroom. And they're just like, eh, 
Like, oh, they're not faced by the dense of their like they're like dude bros at all. <laughs> no, because right. they're they're so hungry for the moonlight stone. Exactly. So getting back to that, right? So they discover the stones, ham egg, greed, steals one of the stones and swallows it so no one else can have it, but dies because <laughs> the stone poisoned him, right? <laughs> Dr. Mustache takes Leo and together they're going back down this mountain. It's all of a sudden, you know, it's like negative 25 degrees and the wind chills worse and uh, mustache realizes that leo's gone blind oh right so okay 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 yeah because, <laughs> oh my god so, so when leo because leo attacks Hamig and you it uh, foreshadows the fact that his vision's going blind but we just need to slow down right here because we need to preface this by saying what's the actual fuck happened like why he was going blind i don't think it was ever mentioned why he was going blind or why there's a there's a woolly <laughs> mammoth that lives on this mountain called Earth mother. Right. Yeah. So Earth, like, I thought the Earth mother thing was like a vision, like like that's somebody he communicated to, like no, no, like to Earth our mother. That's what I thought. And, yeah. and then then you so, meet her at Mount Moon. Earth mother, Earth yeah. mother must, is a Jedi. Earth mother hit like saved them from an avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought she wasn't real until like the dudes, the dudes see her and they're like, "Why me? It's I thought those were extinct. I guess they aren't." And it's like, "Why are you real?" Okay, so yeah, but, so we get back to this right. They're going down the they're going down the mountain. All of a sudden, uh, Leo can talk to Doctor Mustache, or Doctor Mustache can understand him, and he's like, "You've gotta." He goes, "You gotta, you know, use. <laughs> you gotta eat my flesh." And do all this and dr mustache is like no way i can't do this for you and so he's like all of a sudden leo pulls out this knife drops it in the snow and goes to pounce on dr mustache i mean yeah dr yeah. mustache and he holds the knife up so leo in fact death by suicide by own hunter's knife right yeah, very samurai like he fell on his he fell on the the knife exactly Kill so him. Dr. Mustache makes it down the mountain. He's on a raft. Wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. Because so so I we really need to fully appreciate what has just happened. <laughs> the main protagonist of this entire movie, this is after the main villain is gone. They're traveling back down the mountain and says, the only way forward is for you to kill me, to eat me, and then to skin me so my fur will keep you warm. Keep in mind, it is then, negative like thirty I think degrees. They say it's negative twenty. Okay. Well, but still, it's negative like wind chill, and with the wind chill, it's worse. So there is no possible way that your fingers or anything with no protective covering could work. But <laughs> right, that's, that's the uh, ultimate sacrifice. He's giving up all of his body to use to keep these two people alive. But keep in mind that he has a young daughter lucio at home and yeah, lune is still dr. Lemonade died. what dr lemonade died He's no, no lucio i said lucio his, his, his daughter. daughter lucio is still oh, yes. at home yes sorry and lune is nowhere to be found and you don't think that there's any possibility where the man dr mustache in the mountain would have been better off with his lion companion not dying <laughs> Sorry, no, we yeah. skipped something. Um, there was a play going through, but Mustache like cured all the animals, and then they went to the mountain. 
we just want to say that because we said Lucio was sick. <laughs> Lucio wasn't sick anymore. Oh, right, right. Lucio was cured. Yeah, and that, that's that's the whole reason Leo agreed to take them to uh, Mount Moon was to pay them back for curing the plague. That yeah. and the, the elephants were, they were resistant to what was happening. And, uh, but then uh, his son gets inflicted and he gets saved. And so the elephants are like, yeah, go with the humans, whatever. Exactly. Right. And then, then, so they, Leo slaughters himself and Dr. Mustache cloaks himself and clothes himself in the, the pelt. Then, well, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because that is a minor plot point that Adam brought up. Again, there's so many just like things that seem like they're going to be consequential that aren't. The elephants break away from Leo's leadership to start a war with the humans. After Uncle Rhino dies. Just because, you know, because they stand a chance. But that's really, they basically say that they're going to go do that. And that's kind of where that ends, <laughs> where that plot right. dies. Um, well, it dies because Dr. Mustache cures the elephant leader's son from the plague. But okay, anyway, so sorry to, sorry to derail you there. So what then transpires as he finally makes it down the mountain is what quite possibly might be the most awkward thing I've ever <laughs> witnessed, uh... <laughs> which is Lune, who had just had his nice little romp at the circus. Comes home, comes home to see a man wearing his father's skin. That's but he doesn't just see it. He smells it. He smells it. And Lester says to him, like, oh, you must be that white lion's son. Which, yeah, okay, fair enough. There's only, like, one. So, like, that's probably his child. And then he just, like, sniffs the pelt and it's, like, casual. And his, like, face isn't sad. He's just got like, a casual, happy, stable face. Right. And, and he doesn't know his mom's died because of the plague either. Yeah, it's what the hell. <laughs> He's just floating on this log and happens to run into Dr. Must- Mustache sitting on his dead dad. And also, Lune is in a world of what <laughs> in the hell. His mom's dead, his dad's dead, his sister's probably all sorts of BTSD. And, and the human, the human, Dr. Rhino's dead. The human who he thought was the, the whole premise as to why he thought humans were good because Dr. Mustache saved him is literally wearing his father's. Hey, it's cool. Your dad told me to kill him. It's cool. Yeah, 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 it gets a wild. It's unbelievable. And Lucio, when Leo left, was just like, yeah, of course I'll stay and fight and be a leader if you don't come back. Like Leo basically told Lucio, hey, I'm not coming back for you, kid. And then, yeah. <laughs> and He's like, went, yeah, your dad's going to go die. See ya. So it's, uh, and, and uh, who is Mustache's assistant? Is that Dr. Minus? Um, no, Dr. Lemonade. That was Dr. Lemonade. Oh, sorry, Dr. Lemonade, because when Dr. Lemonade dies, he's like, take my notes or all of this was for nothing. So the, <laughs> only, the only record they have of any of this are the notes from Dr. Lemonade. Who's <laughs> uh, the organization at the top of a, of a mountain? Is, uh, okay, so Dr. Mustache's assistant, what was his name? Dr. Lemonade. Le- Dr. Lemonade. He gets shot by Hammock. Keep in mind, though, nobody knows where Mount Moon is because it's like a mountain, like Daniel said earlier, just randomly gets lost. Yeah, it's <laughs> mystical, just like with the woolly mammoth. Only the woolly mammoth knows where it is. 
Yeah, and the first time to get, they don't really bring any stones back. And the first time to get to these stones, they had to have a mystical white lion guide that had to <laughs> sacrifice himself. <laughs> so basically, final takeaways from this movie, because my takeaways are that nothing matters. It's all inconsequential. And what the hell? <laughs> I, I, I second it. that. I enjoyed it. And. Well, I think we need to get to our rating scale. On a scale of one to ten gazelles in a Jackson hat, Adam, how would you rate the movie and give us some thoughts? 7.3 gazelles wearing a Jackson hats. Dyer. Uh, <laughs> I'm going six and a half gazelles in a Jackson hat. And it's just because there are a lot of storylines I had like tied up, even if it's just a quick throwaway. Hey, everybody from the circus is good. Or their circus moved on or, um, <laughs> or Hey, this is, this is how Leo went blind. It's from the ice or the, you know, uh, but yeah, with that being said, six and a half. Uh, cause it- and J- Jamie, what would you rate the movie? All right, Jamie, thanks. Daniel. Uh, I'm going to give it, I, okay, I'm going to give it a solid five uh, gazelles in a Jackson hat. And here's why that is such a modest rating for me. Um, I legitimately enjoyed the movie. It was visually nice. Uh, the plot for the front half was kind of convoluted but still interesting and had me engaged but the back half of the movie the last 30 minutes i was just like this needs to end this has gone on too long and i was just kind of counting down the minutes until it was over and everything ultimately felt inconsequential and there was there was just so much in the movie that really didn't serve any purpose and was just completely cast aside and total characters like the Zazu character, the wise baboon, they were just totally cast aside, serve no real. So speaking of the wise baboon, speaking of the wise baboon, he had a, he had a Jamaican accent. (laughs) Yes. He had a Jamaican accent. Really weird. Like more like a medicine doctor. But, but also, or sorry, I didn't, that's not what I meant. To kind of touch base with what Daniel said, I really kind of enjoyed the first half of it. It was visually stunning, and I started it, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can see where this is going. Uh, But with Daniel, at the end, I was like, oh, my God, just make this end. I, I, like, I thought about just, like, walking away from a minute and seeing if I would miss anything coming back, but I watched (laughs) the whole thing. (laughs) I would – I found myself not – hating the movie i was it it drew me in i was entertained but it just kept giving us these little vignettes where i'm like okay that's interesting and then they would never go back to it yeah and that is yeah, why i would have i would have thought that uh sorry to cut you off that's i would have thought would that they would have went back to uh lunay's journey back home but they never do right well that's, and again that's the, the, the triple starts. that's the sequel the movie starts with the announcement of an heir is born and the front half is kind of focusing on Lune is going to be a great leader and all of this. And then everything that happens with him at the circus and everything, Lune himself becomes just kind of a total throwaway character. So you could have removed Lune from the movie, had all of the plague stuff, had all of the journey to Mount Moon, and that would have, you wouldn't really be missing anything. It was like they had five different movie ideas for this universe of Leo the Lion. <laughs> the, 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 
and they and they kept and they just like well let's just make one movie out of all those ideas and that's why i'm going to give it five gazelles and a jackson out of ten. Oh my god twinsies we gave it the same rating so does anybody have anything else they wanted to say about this or should we discuss throw out an idea for what we're going to be watching next week i think daniel had an idea i did have an idea it's called like does anybody remember what it was called uh (laughs) it was like eska clown or something i know he was dressed like an adult version of donald duck (laughs) so if you just scour your manga or your anime libraries for a person that's just like donald duck that's what we're watching a tween japanese donald duck (laughs) yes Yes. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Bargain Bin Anime. We're now available on all your favorite podcast apps. Please write a review and help spread the word. Visit our blog at nerdjackblog.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash nerdjackblog33. That's N-E-R-D-J-O-C-K-B-L-O-G-3-3. Until next time, stay out of back alleys. And rate us really high. Five stars.